get the mic. Honey, I've got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up? What's up? It's your girl Maj, and we are back with another episode of Ag Maj, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. Y'all should know that, like by now, like it should be, <laughs> like drilled in your head by now. Like you should be saying that with me <laughs> when I start the episode. But hey, y'all, I'm back and better than ever. No, but super excited to be recording as always. Um, so let's start with, do I want to start with the voting part or the Maj moment? Voting or Maj moment? Let's start with the voting. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much, so, so, so much to everyone who has been supporting the podcast, listening to the podcast, um, leaving me ratings and reviews, everybody who's been voting. I appreciate you so, 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 so much. And when I say your effort does not go unnoticed, I love y'all so much. If I could call each of y'all by name, I would. Thank you so much. I mean, even if you're just reposting on social media, telling your friends, spreading the word. Like I said, you've been voting, um, listening every chance you get. I, I am so, so, so appreciative. Like, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm still new in the game. You know, I just started this in January and it's July. So I still feel like I'm new in the game, but I feel like, you know, I've made so much progress and the progress isn't just because of my quality. It's not just because of my content. It's because you all like it. It's because you all support me. It's because you all are voting, (laughs) you know, it's because you all are listening and downloading the episode. So, um, I'm so appreciative. I, I cannot thank you enough. Um, please, please, please keep supporting. That's what makes me keep going um, is your support, your reviews, um, and you letting me know how much you love the podcast. It means so much, and that's why I keep going. Um, so in that same spirit, please go vote for Ask Maja Podcast for the Podcast Awards 2020. As an advocate for black women, I am committed to sharing uplifting stories about black women entrepreneurs, executives, activists, and more who are change agents leading the way in their communities. Vote Ask Maj the Podcast for the 2020 Podcast Awards by visiting www.podcastawards.com and nominating Ag Smash the Podcast for the People's Choice Award and the Entertainment Award. Voting ends July 31st. And you can also keep up with the campaign on all social media platforms. Um, Facebook and Instagram are both at Ag Smash the Podcast and on Twitter is at Ag Smash the Pod. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and if you are enjoying the podcast, like I said, please, please, please leave me a good rating and review. If you love it, if you enjoy it, if it makes you go, mm-hmm, <laughs> please leave me a review and a rating. I would appreciate that so much. So now let's get into the Maj moment, honey. This one was really good. So kind of a, a short testimony, um, inspirational story, um, on the side, I have, I, I'm starting to do some, some freelance Uh, PR work. So in my day job, my nine to five, I'm a communications manager. So I do a lot of internal, external communications and a little bit of PR. And I've been really, really wanting to get um, my hand a little bit more into PR work. I really, really love it. Um, And writing has been my bread and butter. Um, So I've decided to kind of start small and and look out for some um, freelance work. So I've been applying to some freelance kind of positions and roles and opportunities. Um, and so there's this website I've been using, um, it's called Upwork. I don't know if you all know about that, but it's a freelance website, um, where you have to submit a proposal. So somebody will put out a job to say, Hey, I need this. I need some PR work for this. I need so on and so forth, um, to help me with my company. And then you submit a proposal as to why they should pick you for that job. Um, so I just really got started. Um, I wrote, I feel like I wrote a bomb proposal. Um, if I do say so myself (laughs) and I started submitting it. Um, so I, I kind of took a day and I just, you know, started submitting some proposals as much as I could, you know, without overwhelming myself, um, to see, you know, where I could get. So the very first notification that I got back from a proposal was that the proposal closed. So, um, when the proposal closes, that means that, um, they have already hired somebody for that position or that, that opportunity or project or whatever. Um, so, so the first notification I got for a proposal, um, 
was that the proposal closed or for an opportunity was that the, the proposal closed and that they already hired somebody. So a few hours later, the lady who um, who actually put put out the initial like opportunity or project, she reached out to me and she said, hey, you know, I want to let you know that, you know, we've already hired somebody for this particular project and the proposal closed. She said, however, your resume, she was like, your, your resume and your proposal was very impressive and I would love to work with you. And she was like, are you still looking for freelance PR work? Ah, my goodness. Ooh. Yes, Jesus. When I say the Maj moment for today is God will make room for you. You know what? And I don't I don't mean to get preachy, but that is truly, truly my testimony for this week. You know, a lot of times, you know, we can get discouraged by, you know, when we don't get certain opportunities or, you know, when, when we feel like, you know, we're not qualified enough. Then you have this whole idea of self-sabotage and, you know, we have an idea and then we're doubting ourselves and we fear for things and, like I said, you just get discouraged when you when you get told no, right? Like no just doesn't feel good. And don't get me wrong, you know, I I am a true believer that mistakes and no's, you know, are are lessons learned. They're not failures. They're life lessons. And it means that something greater is for you. I always say that no means new opportunity. It doesn't mean just no. It doesn't mean that this is the end. It means that it's a new opportunity. But honey, I am here to tell you to never give up. Because God will make room for you. Understand that. And you know me, I'm always, I'm, I'm huge on, you know, not disqualifying yourself. You know, one of the Maj moments I talked about, you know, was I'm in the room too. Honey, you got to believe that. You know, you, you got to believe that you are qualified, that you are ordained for this, that you are set up for this, and that you have everything it takes to get whatever it is, whatever job it is that you want done. You have everything it takes um, to do what you want to do. You have everything it takes to fulfill your goals. You just really have to believe. So understand and believe. I'm here to encourage you that God will make room for you. So don't get discouraged. Keep going. Wherever you are in your journey, whether it be your career, you know, a, a new business venture, um, something that you're working on the side, freelance work, a side hustle, whatever it is, honey, God will make room for you. So at this point, you know, if you feel like, you know, things are not, um, working out in your favor, things are not looking up, honey, just prepare yourself. <laughs> just prepare yourself and continue to get ready. Continue to prepare yourself. Continue to make sure that you are in the right place. You're doing what you're supposed to do um, because it's coming. God will make room for you. So, yes, uh, for today's small black-owned business shout-out, this goes to Miss Taylor, her mom. So Miss Taylor Rohn's mom, her name is Miss T. Rose. Hey, girl, hey. Miss um, T. Rose has an online business plan writing course called Write Your Plan. Do you have a great idea for a business, but you don't know where to begin? Tired of someone else determining how much your time and talent are worth? You can learn how to put your idea into words investors want to hear. Go to writeyourplan.com to learn how, and we'll cover the cost of your first online course. Ooh, yes, y'all, I love free. That's writeyourplan.com. Learn how to craft the powerful words you need to qualify for big bucks to invest into your business idea. Get your dream out of your head and into the world. Register today at writeyourplan.com. And you can also follow Write Your Plan on Instagram and Facebook at Write Your Plan. Now, look at that. That goes perfectly with the mash moment. Honey, get ready. Go on over to Write Your Plan. Find out how you can get some money for your new business. And let's do it. And support a black-owned business in the in the process. So you're killing two birds with one stone. Yes, honey, while you while God is preparing your room, honey, you prepare your business plan. Oh, so shout out to Miss Taylor and Miss T Rose on Write Your Plan. Please go and check them out. Honey, you know what? And as I grow this podcast, I might have to check them out myself. Cause I need a little extra money. Okay. We need to start working on some sponsorship packages and some advertisement packages and so on and so forth. So, Hey, Miss T Rose, you might be hearing from me. <laughs> you might be hearing from me along the way. So speaking of black owned businesses, Queen B, Hey girl, uh, Beyonce and her be good foundation announced a partnership with the NAACP to launch the black owned small business impact fund which will provide $10,000 grants to struggling Black-owned businesses in Houston, Atlanta, New York, LA, and Minneapolis. 
Now, you know what? This is just all tying together. You know, God is preparing your table. God is making room for you. And then you're going to go over to write your plan to see how you can get some money. And then you're going to write this. She's going to help. Miss T. Rose is going to help you write the plan. And then you're going to submit it to the Be Good Foundation. And Beyonce is going to grant you $10,000. And there you go. I see God is going to make room for you, honey. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Because it is coming. Shout out to Queen B. She is always just... Oh, such a staple in our community and and supporting black people and black women and entrepreneurship and black owned businesses like honey follow the black parade if you ain't if you're not in tune follow the black parade okay um on a lighter note in the same spirit of giving i really wanted to to spotlight this um because i thought it was so special um the creators of glee announced that they are in the process of creating a college fund for naya rivera's son um, for many of you who do not know, Naya Rivera passed away last week um, from a tragic drowning incident. Um, but but by God's will, she was able to save her son um, in the midst. So condolences to her family and her friends. Um, and, and it's crazy because her death happened on the seventh anniversary of her Glee co-star, Corey Monteith. Um, so the Glee, ca- the Glee cast wrote on IG, we are heartbroken over the loss of our friend Naya Rivera. Naya wasn't a series regular when we casted her on Glee. She didn't have more than a few lines in the pilot, but it didn't take more than an episode or two for us to realize that we had lucked into finding one of the most talented, special stars we would have ever had the pleasure of working with. Naya could act, she could dance, and she could sing. She could make a joke as well as she could crush crush you with an emotional scene she could move between being scary tough and deeply vulnerable with ease she was a joy to write for a joy to direct for and a joy to be around um so it was a really long post but they went on to say our hearts go out to her family especially her mom yolanda who was a big part of the glee family and her son josie the three of us are currently in the process of creating a college fund for the beautiful son naya loved most of all signed ryan ian and brad so I just thought that was so special um, that that they are deciding to help her son. And I, I can only imagine what her family is going through, you know, what, what her son is even thinking. Because I know I believe he's only like four years old. So just, just so sad. And, you know, I think it's, it's such a sad story. But I'm also extremely grateful that her son was saved and he still gets to live his life. So um, I thought that was very special. And I really, really want to to um, spotlight that in today's episode. Um Okay, so on another note, I you know what? I don't even know where to start, but woo chow. When I say I don't have so many woo chow moments this this week, I, I was like, do I want to put all of this in the podcast? Because it's so much, it's so overwhelming. It's just it's wow, just wow. So my first woo chow of the of, of the episode is honey, Megan was shot. Megan the Stallion was shot. And uh, I don't Jesus Christ, like when I saw that, I was, it almost doesn't even seem real. Like, that's how unbelievable this whole thing is. So, I don't know if you if you all have heard, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a, a police call about an altercation at Tory Lane's house. Um, and and I, I think it had something to do with, like, shots being fired. That's why the police were called. Um, and the police got to the scene. And Megan, Tory, and Megan's best friend, I believe her name is Kayla Nicole, um, we're all there in, in a car, and Tory Lanez was arrested on gun charges. Okay, so then after the report surfaced that Tory Lanez was arrested on a gun charge, people started saying that Megan was arrested too because I think the police took her away. Like, that was the story, that the police took her away. She was with Tory Lanez, and then the police took her away. Um, and so people, I guess, started making up this theory that she was arrested too. So then a few days later, Megan came out basically to address the rumors and say that, you know, it wasn't true that she got that she was arrested, but that she actually got shot. This is what she said on Instagram. On Sunday morning, I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I'm incredibly grateful to be alive. Um, and that I'm expected to make a full recovery. But it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. So then once she confirmed that, sources confirmed that, you know, she was, I guess, shot in the foot or she suffered gunshot wounds to her foot. 
Um, and like she said, she was taken to the hospital, not arrested. So, child, when Megan put that news out, it was like, what? Like, oh, my. Like, there's just no way. There's just no way. So, of course, social media went up um, trying to figure out what happened because obviously she never named um, anyone. But I thought the message was, I wouldn't say it was cryptic, but it was kind of one of those things where she she purposely didn't mention certain details. And, and I guess, you know, it's the detail she didn't mention was obviously how it went down and who shot her. So people took to social media and, you know, made all these theories about Megan and who shot her. And child, who shot Meg literally was trending on Twitter. Like, oh, my God. And it just was like, you know, read it. Uh, come on, let's be real. Like, reading through the tweets, Instagram, Facebook, stuff people were saying was extremely funny. Like, it was funny. People really made a joke out of it. And I don't know if, you know, it was it was intentional. People were trying to be funny or whatever. But just the whole, you know, gathering the troops, the hotties, it, it was a lot. Like, it was a lot. So, like, I feel bad for Megan. That 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 can, I can only imagine how traumatizing that is. We obviously don't know what happened that night, and then you got Twitter talking about who shot Meg, and just it it was a lot. Like there was so many different different emotions going on after she posted that. Um, and then of course, like I said, people were trying to figure out who shot her. So there was this big argument that it was between Tori and Tori Lanes and Kylie Jenner because they were on live together before the shooting happened. Her, Tori, and Kylie. Oh my gosh. So. After Megan posted on Instagram uh, to say that she was shot, her best friend, who was also with them in the car um, during their arrest, her name is Kelsey Nicole, she posted um, on Instagram, too, um, basically to clear up rumors, kind of like Megan did. And she said, I want to clear up the rumors that I shot Megan. I wasn't the one with the gun and would never do something like that. However, I was present. Then, after that, Megan's producer tweeted and then deleted the tweet and the tweet said, count your effing days, and he added Tory Lanez. So, again, social media had a field day, um, and people are really just trying to figure out what happened. I mean, there was all types of theories on Twitter about who shot her, how it happened, why the person shot her, and like I said, who shot Meg was literally trending on Twitter. So, um, after, I guess, a few days, I think it was, Megan was fed up. <laughs> I feel like she was, like, fed up because, like I said, people were kind of making a joke about it. You know, it it was like a mix. You know, some people were, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, our, our condolences to Meg. You know, we're praying for your safe recovery. And then uh, in the same hand, people were like, we we, we grabbing the hotties. Who shot Meg? It, it just was a lot. Um, so she, she ended up tweeting uh, later. She said, black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. So it, I just feel like, wow, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I, I feel so bad for her. I mean, don't get me wrong. On the other hand, I do want to know what exactly happened, how it happened, how it transpired. I, I'm, but I do feel so bad for her. Like, like I said, I can't imagine. Ooh, child. I, I, I just can't imagine, but you know, and of course I have my own theories, but you know, I, just out of respect for Meg, you know, whatever. Just just out of respect for Meg, I'm just going to say prayers up, and we're wishing her a safe recovery. Uh, so speaking of hurt, child, speaking of being hurt, honey, August Alcino. <laughs> like, now now when I hear, hear anything about him, I can, like, I just... I can only laugh. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say about August anymore. But anyway, he dropped a song with Rick Ross called "Entanglements," and woo, child. So let me, let me. If you haven't heard the song, let me give you. A, first of all, I, you definitely should go listen to it. Um, and and it's supposed to be obviously a diss track to to Jada and her calling, you know, their relationship an entanglement on the Red Table Talk. Um, so here are some of the lyrics I found interesting. He said in the chorus, he says. The definition of entanglement is when you're tangled in the sheets. Girl, I know that we don't call it a relationship, but you're still effing with me. You left your man to F with me just to pay him back. Don't you know that's cold-hearted? Once you gone, no coming back. Then here comes Mr. Rick Ross. He says uh, in his verse, he started with, Shawty leaning on my shoulder, got her questioning my willpower, jaded by her beauty. But her reputation, real solid. Ah, uh, I don't. Okay. Oh, August, August, August. Okay. So the reason why, 
okay, let me let me say this. Okay, because y'all know I, I always have to play devil's advocate. I got to see both sides. So a part of me does feel bad for him, right? Because, you know, to come out, and, and, and he said, you know, like I said, I watched this interview with Angela Yee and the Jasmine brand, um, and Angela Yee basically said the reason why he came out and basically, you know, said that, you know, him this is what him and Jada were, this is what happened and kind of gave details was his intent was to, you know, set the record straight about what him and Jada were because he felt like, you know, he lost friends, he lost partnerships, deals, and this was kind of messing with his money, his livelihood. So he decided to set the record straight because people thought he was a homewrecker. Okay, cool. Um, you know, you decided to set the record straight. And, you know, he, I, you know, like I said before, when I first talked about his initial interview, you know, he was very vulnerable. Like, he was very genuine about their relationship. And then for Jada to get on, to, get on the red table talk and call it an entanglement, like, I, I would... I would get that as like a slap in the face. Like that feels like a slap in the face. Like Jada, I was in love with you. You know what I mean? Even if she doesn't feel that way about him, like obviously they had a relationship and for you to go on and, and go on this public platform that got over 3 million views on the video and call it an entanglement is a slap in the face. Like, and I think, you know, she kind of already admitted to, you know, hurting him and so on and so forth because he really fell for her. And then for you to kind of downplay their relationship and call it, call it an entanglement, I think it's, it's a slap in the face. So I can see like where he's coming from with that. Like, dang, Jada really call it what it was. You know what I'm saying? And entangle, you know, I was talking to somebody and I'm like, I have never even heard somebody use that word. Like, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say in a sentence or use that word entanglement. Like I can't, I literally can't think of a, a conversation or a video, a show, anything, an interview where I've seen somebody use the word entanglement. <laughs> like, I don't know. And then of course, social media went up. They got all these TikToks, videos, and songs. They don't, y'all heard the song, they go like, entanglement with August, entanglement with August. And then they got the, uh, they don't remix the Usher song. Like, I feel, like, I do feel bad for him because I feel like it. people made it a joke and now he feels, like, disrespected, I guess. So he felt like he had to lash back. Um, so that's why I see I, I can understand, like, where he's coming from and, you know, why he decided to drop a diss track. However, on the other side, I think but him dropping the diss track completely contradicts what he was trying to do, like, his initial goal from the beginning. Like, your goal was to set the record straight because you felt like it was messing with your livelihood and your money. And then to come out, like I said, and be completely vulnerable about Jada and how you fell for her, how you were deeply in love with her. I mean, he even said, like, you know, I could die today knowing that I I experienced a love like that. And then to go on, like, completely, like, lash back and disrespect her back, I think is 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 pushing it. You know, he, he said in the interview, like, I'm not, I don't like people in my business. I'm not a drama person. But, but August, this is drama. <laughs> This is literally creating drama. And I mean, maybe he, I, I personally believe that he didn't have, he did not think that Jada was going to respond. You know, I think that he thought, you know, he was going to set the record straight and that was going to be be the end of that. And I mean, rightfully so. I could see how he thought that, you know, and then I think once she responded, he really, really, really was hurt, you know, by it. So, I mean, I can completely understand that. But I think at this point, you know, if Jada, if what Jada said was true about them not talking, like y'all are literally doing all of this back and forth on social media, like publicly. And y'all haven't even had a conversation about feelings. Like, come on, August. Come on, come on, come on. Like, you were just extremely vulnerable. Now it's like, oh, we wasn't in a relationship. You know, the song, you like, we wasn't in a relationship. Come on, August. You were in love with her. Like, you said that. You were very vulnerable. And here you are making a diss track. And I I, I mean, I kind of took it as disrespect. You know, and I mean, but what she said, I think, was a, was a bit disrespectful by, like, downplaying their relationship considering how deep in love he was. But I'm like, August, now you're creating more drama. And if you think people are going to stop talking about it, they're not. Like, they're not. Like, I feel like this is just the beginning. Like, you just started this. Um, and now it's like, you know, when you do things like this, you can't you can't be surprised when people don't take you serious. Because it's like, you went from, you know, being vulnerable in the show to talking about entanglement and entangling the sheets and you left your man. I just, okay. I mean, okay, August. All right. I get it. Um, he also released a video for his latest single, Rounds. Um... And, and uh, round, rounds is a single on his on his new album, uh, the product three state of emergency. Um, and so let me say this: he looked really good in the video. I definitely suggest you go and watch it. I thought it was a great video. Um, it, it looked really cool. Um, but I, I don't like the song. I didn't like the song at all. And you know there was like the the chorus. You can't really hear him. Like it almost sounds like he's like whining. 
Um, and so, like, I'm on YouTube and I started, like, scrolling through the comments. And everybody was saying the same thing I was saying. So I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, I, this just sounds not good. Uh, you know, I don't want to call it terrible because I'm not no audio professional. But, you know, I, it didn't sound good to me. It, it just didn't sound good. And everybody else was in agreement, which lets me know I'm not crazy. <laughs> so go check that out. It's called Rounds um, when you get a chance. And, I mean... Obviously, I'm here to tell y'all what's happening and give y'all my opinion. But I've never really been been a huge fan of August. Um, I think he's pretty cool. I love his kind of sense of style. And I think he's attractive. But never been a huge fan of his music. But I decided to, you know, take a little look. A little look-see and see see what I what I could see. And I, I didn't like what I could see. So, uh, moving on. All right. My last Woo Child moment. <laughs> woo, woo, okay. All right. My last Woo Child moment of the episode. Um... Okay, so Kanye West. Um, woo child. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I really, I, I need you guys to understand. When I say woo child, it's one of those things where, like, something happens and woo child is the first thing that comes to my mind. So that's why, that's where woo child comes from. Like, if somebody says, oh, you know, what did you think about Kanye West's, you know, political rally? And the first thing that comes to my mind is woo child. That's 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 what this means. That's what this this segment is for uh, when I think about this uh, you know when I hear about this my first reaction is woo child okay so Kanye West held his first political rally in South Carolina um and and when I first saw you know snippets of the video I was a little bit confused because I've seen like several reports and from credible sources like iHeartRadio and a few others that Kanye West had dropped out of the race so he was in then supposedly like they worked really hard to get his name on a ballot and then he dropped out but then i saw this rally so i'm a little confused as to what's happening and okay you know whatever um so let me let me say this you know me i i always i always advocate for watching an entire video like if you see a snippet or a clip watch the whole video um so I, I can say it was really hard to find a full video of it. I found a few reports that posted the video on YouTube, but some of them had like really bad audio. So I just tried to watch like several clips um, of, of, of what he was saying to try to get the full full speech. Um, and, and I'm going to say that it was a very it, it was a very hard watch. It was it was very hard to watch. Um, and I know you know if you are familiar with the rally or if you saw, any of the videos uh of course some of the most prominent moments was when he talked about Planned Parenthood and he kind of broke down talking about um his how his father wanted to abort him and he almost made the decision to abort his daughter um and then you know his comments around Harriet Tubman not really freeing the slaves I, okay so here's the thing I'm not here to get into what he said or whether I agree with it or not I'm, this is not a political podcast let me <laughs> let me make that very clear um but I brought this up because you know, obviously people have been joking about this. There have been there's been a lot of commentary around what he said and you know, people think he's making a fool out of himself and I I I feel really, really, really bad for Kanye. Um I think he's 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 dealing with some mental issues. I think he's mentally ill. Um he's dealing with some issues and to be honest when I watched the when I watched the rally, it wasn't funny to me. And I don't no disrespect to anybody who laughed, you know, that's your right. If you thought it was funny, more power to you. I didn't think it was funny. It was more like, you know, it's kind of like one of those things like if you're at an event or you, or no, let's say this. If you you ever see a movie where like you know, somebody's like gets on stage or like steals a mic and like gets in front of people, and like makes a fool out of themselves because they're like drunk or something like that. And then they ruin the party or something like that's how I felt like it was it was kind of like more shocking for me. Like, oh, my God, like, is this really happening? Like this this man is really making a fool out of himself. Like, that's kind of like how I felt. Not ha ha ha. Look at Kanye. Um, So and I think, you know. Like I said, whether whether what he said was inaccurate or not, or whether you agree with it or not, I think, you know, at this point, there's a bigger issue. Um, and like I said, I think that he's dealing with, with some mental health issues. And again, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I think that as a black community, I think we need to be more serious about mental health. And, you know, if you're if you're anything like me and you grew up like me, you know, a lot of times our parents don't you know, they don't take mental health seriously. You know, it's, it's been, you know, I'll beat it out of you or, you know, like I'll, I'll pray out of you, you know, so on and so forth. And people didn't, didn't take that serious or, you know, growing up, it's kind of like, you don't have any real problems because, you know, you don't pay bills, you know, you're not on your own. Like you don't, you don't have any real issues. 
Um, and so I feel like a lot of older generation kind of black parents didn't really take, don't, I'm going to say still don't, still don't take mental health serious. So I think, you know, as a new generation, instead of carrying down that generational trauma, I think it's time we start breaking those generational curses as it relates to mental health. Um, and I think we need to start educating ourselves more um, because I think, you know, we're we're an outspoken generation, and we, which is good, but I think we also speak out a lot about things we don't know about, you know, that we we're ignorant to, you know, we haven't done research on, you know, we, we haven't learned, we don't understand, you know, we're quick to speak about those things. And I think that mental health is not one of those things we should be outspoken about if you don't research it or if you don't know anything about it or if you haven't taken the time to learn. Um, and I feel like, you know, we can kind of reverse the curse for lack of better words as, you know, as it relates to like how our parents have raised us and brought us up and taught us about mental health. I think, you know, mental health is real, you know, and it's been too far hidden, you know, too far kind of closed, too far discreet, you know, as it relates to the black community. And I think now's the time to really start addressing those issues. Like educate yourself, you know, bring, uh, um, start to build awareness. Like if you don't, you don't know, ask somebody, Google it. You know, if you, if there's something you don't understand, Google it. That's what it's for. You know, ask somebody about it, you know, ask questions, uh, figure out ways to learn other than social media. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think it's time that we start taking mental health a little bit more serious, serious, um, and educating ourselves. Um, and, and then, you know, later on, obviously, you know, do doing what you can to help other people. Um, and I, and I think mental health is also one of those things where it's really hard to relate and really hard to understand if you've never been through it or you don't know anyone, you know, you don't have a loved one or, um, you know, you don't, you've never been through it yourself, but let me tell y'all, listen, listen real closely, turn up your speakers right now. If you're listening, wherever you are, turn your phone up, turn up your speakers in your car, honey, depression is real. Anxiety is real. Bipolar is real. Schizophrenia is real. Mental health is real y'all. Like it's real. And let me tell you something. I'm no expert. You know, I, I too have to do my research and learn more about it, but I do know that it's real. It's alive and well. It's real. It's real. Um, and so I, I say all that to say I think Kanye West is really going through. And, and you know, to be honest, I think, it, you know, when, when I watch the video and when I see things like this, you know, my, my first thought is where is his family? You know, and again, like I said, I have to, um, you know, educate myself a little bit more. So for those of you who are listening and who, who know about this stuff, you know, you're well educated on this and you know people who have dealt with this, like, please excuse me if I say anything wrong, but you know, my first thought is like, where is his family? Like, where is his support system? You know, I know obviously he's a grown man, you know, you can't control what he does, what he says, you know, what decisions that he makes. But, you know, the fact that he's, I think this far, I I'm going to say, I think that the, that the fact that he's this far gone, his, his family can let, can let him get up there and say that he almost aborted his dog. I, I think that that was a lot. Like where, where is his family? Where is your support system? So, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I feel so bad for him, but, but I, I do want to encourage you from, from this situation is do your research, you know, before you make a judgment, do your research on mental health and educate yourself before making a judgment about, about mental health. And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong to laugh. You want to laugh. That's, you know, that's your thing. You know, if you thought it was funny, okay, whatever. Um, but, but like I said, do your research before making a judgment. Cause I definitely think that he, he's dealing with some serious, serious stuff. And, you know, whether you feel sorry for him or not, I think as a community, we need to learn how to, we, we need to start taking mental health seriously, more serious. So, uh, yeah. Um, I guess in, in lighter note, he also announced his new album, Donda, Donda. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, along with the, with the track list, um, and his album is set to release July 24th. So prayers up for, for, um, Kanye West. Um, yeah, it, that, that, that it, it's a lot. And, and I understand, you know, that it could be a bit heavy. Um, okay. So moving on, uh, speaking of, you know, speaking out on, on that same kind of tip, speaking out, Nick Cannon was fired from Viacom over anti-Semitic comments um, that he made in an episode of his podcast, Cannon's Class. You can find the podcast on, I believe, all streaming platforms, and it's on YouTube. Um, so so on the episode, he's talking with Richard Griffith, and if you know anything about Richard Griffith, he, Griffith he's a former uh, member of the hip-hop group Public Enemy. Um, and supposedly the group actually split because... Uh, Richard uh, Griffith made some, 
uh, anti-Semitic comments back in the day, I guess, and that's why the group split. So uh, um, this guy is Richard is on uh, the podcast with um, Nick Cannon, and they're discussing some things. Um, oh, and, and for those of you who don't know, anti-Semitic means prejudice against the Jews. And if I can be real candid with you, I had to look that up. And I, and I, I can say that through true transparency. I did not know what that meant. Um, so I had to look that up. And I'm, I'm here to help you, <laughs> to help you learn to, to enlighten you as well. Um, so so I'm, I'm going to explain what he said. I'm going to talk about a few things that he said. Um, so they were discussing racial bias. Um, and they both said that black people are the true Hebrews and that the Jews have basically um, taken, like forcefully taken their identity. Um, Nick Cannon said, and I quote, when we are the same people who they want to be, that's our birthright. We are the true Hebrews. So he's saying that um, basically that the Jews have annexed or, or taken their identity by force. Um, he also talked about skin color and he claimed that people with dark skin live in, excuse me, people without dark skin live in fear. Um, he said, I'm going to say this carefully. Um, and he started to talk about how people who lack sufficient melanin are, and I quote, a little less. Uh, he said that those without dark skin have a deficient deficiency that historically has forced them to act out of fear and commit, commit acts of violence to survive. Um, I quote, he said, they had to be savages. Um, he also added that he's re he was referring to, and I quote, Jewish people, white people, Europeans, um, among others. So, again, you know, I, I'm not here to, to be political or to break down what he said. Um, and, again, this is one of those topics that I, I, too, have to research a little bit more on. So, that's why I choose not to speak too too deep about these these topics. But I will say there was one part that stuck out to me about what he said. So he talked about how uh, black people or people with melanin, color people, um, have soul and are compassionate and so on and so forth, which I agree with. And he was saying that others, whether it be Jews or white people or whoever, the people who lack melanin fear people who have melanin. So you fear people with darker skin. Um, and that's when he went into, you know, they act out of anger and so on and so forth because they fear us. So to an extent, I, I do agree with that. And like I said, this is not a political podcast, so I don't want to get too too deep into it. But I think that speaks a lot to even just the police brutality and everything, you know, that black people have been through, have suffered through. I think that speaks to oppression. I do think there is a there's an aspect of fear as it relates to black people, because it's like y'all enslaved us. You know, y'all have oppressed us for 400 plus years. What, why are we still the ones being killed and shot? And so on and so forth. You know, why are we the ones that are still being hunted? So I do believe that there is an aspect of fear when it comes to uh, uh, white people and black people. They fear us. I truly, truly believe that. But again, I don't want to get into politics. Um, I kind of just want to tell the story. But I, I did want to mention that, that I, I did agree with that. And like I said, I, I need to do a little bit more research just about the history and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but of course, the news was trending on Twitter, um, just on all social media platforms about what he said um, and about the fact that Viacom uh, has fired him, which means Wilder Now is also gone. Um, and a lot of people were, were kind of uh, suggesting theories and recommendations about what he should do next, you know, starting his own company, starting his own network, so on and so forth. Um, oh, and let me, let me say this for the people, for the people in the bank, for the people in the bike, for all y'all. <laughs> I saw a lot of people saying BET need to pick him up. Y'all, BET is owned by Viacom. BET is owned by Viacom. One more time. BET is owned by Viacom. So if you put two and two together, you learn that BET cannot pick up Nick Cannon. He, they are owned by Viacom. What, what, I saw this post on Twitter. Uh, what, no, it was on Facebook. Either one, they all the same to me. It said, you put two and two together, I got something for your ass. That's literally how I feel. <laughs> like, Do your research, people. Do your research. Did you notice BET didn't even come out and make a statement? Honey, they, they are owned by Viacom. BET cannot pick Cannon up. If anything suggests that he does his own thing, I feel like Nick has the power and the resources and the influence to do his own thing. Honey, start your own thing and hire me, okay? Y'all looking for a host because I'm available. Um, but um, Revolt did. Revolt came out. And if you don't know, again, Revolt is black-owned. Um, 
they came out and said, you know, Nick Nick can uh, bring Wilden out to Revolt, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, bring all his productions to Revolt, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, he responded after the news came out and said, I am disappointed that Viacom does not understand or respect the power of the black community. Um, this is according to Essence. And he's also demanding ownership of Wilden out. Um, and then, of course, after social media was an uproar and everybody just was kind of going at it, he came out and apologized to the Jewish community. He said, first and foremost, I extend my deepest and most sincere apologies to my Jewish sisters and brothers for the hurtful and divisive words that came out of my mouth during my interview with Richard Griffith. Um, he also announced that he'd be taking a break from his radio show to, and I quote, commit myself to deeper, more, more thorough reflection and education. Um... And then after that, he also made a post about how he's disappointed and the lack of support from the black community. Um, so I don't know. That's a tough one. I think, you know, Viacom fired him because he made the conference about, you know, Jews or whatever. And, you know, he stood on that. He felt like, you know, Viacom doesn't respect the black community. And then he kind of came out and apologized because he said he hurt that community. And then he said he felt like he was lacking support from the black community. I just, I feel so bad for him. I think maybe now is the best time to just take a break and just relax for a little while. And not not for things to blow over, but just so he can do some true self-reflection and true self-evaluation. Because, you know, it's easy to come for him and be like, how did he fold it? He folded. it. You know, he came back and apologized. Why did he apologize? So on and so forth. You know, whether you agree with his comments or not. But you really have to put yourself in his shoes and try to be empathetic towards the fact that, like, it seems sometimes it can seem, you know, when you're a celebrity, and you say those things and you come out and you're strong about it. And then you feel like you have the whole world, uh, the weight of the world on your shoulders. It's hard. You know, a lot of people succumb to that. And I think that's why a lot of people kind of come out and apologize, even if they meant what they said from the beginning, because it's hard. You know, you want to stand by you know, what you said, but then you have the whole world coming at you about your comments. You lose your job, your career, all of that. And I mean, let's be real. You know, when you, when something happens like that and you do lose your career, you do lose your job, your first thought is that I'm standing on what I said. You know, you might be upset, you know, dang, I just lost my job. And you might even question your decision. Like, did I make the right decision? Even if you, you know, I feel like you do stand on what, what you said or what you did in that moment or whatever decision you make. Sometimes it is like, dang, did I make the right decision? Did I do what I was supposed to do? Was that the right step? Um, or were those the right words? So, I mean, I do feel bad for him. And I think as a black community, we need, we, we need to support him. Um, just, you know, w with everything that happened. And, you know, like I said, I think not even to, to address or to say whether or not what I agree with what he said, I think, this goes to show that you can, you know, say what you want, you know, do whatever it is that you want. And as soon as, you know, you say something that, you know, they don't agree with, honey, you are cut. You are cut, you know, and I think that's why there's been this huge surge, you know, uh, in support of black owned businesses. You know, we got to create our own. We got to start our own. We have to launch our own because these people look at us as dollar signs. Let's be real. You know, we work for them. We work for the man. You know, so start your own, work for yourself. And don't get me wrong, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that entrepreneurship is for everyone. But, honey, make it to the top of that company and lead. Be that black woman CEO. Be that black man CEO. You know what I'm saying? Be that investor. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it's time we start launching our own, running our own, being our own bosses, all of that good stuff. And, and we support each other in the process. Um, so, Praying for Nick, prayers up for Nick um, with just everything that he's going through. So on another note, new music. Uh, okay, so let's start with Janae. <laughs> Janae released the, uh, you know what, don't, don't, don't joke on me if I say this wrong. Chilumbo, I think that's how you say it. She, she released the Chilumbo Deluxe album. I have mixed reviews. <laughs> I have mixed reviews. Okay, I'm going to start with the good and I'm going to go to the bad. Okay. Um, I loved Above and Beyond. I loved All Good. I loved Come On. Honey, I loved On the Way with Mila J. I loved how she elongated the the initial uh, P Fairy. Y'all know what I'm talking about, that song. I love how she um, elongated that. I loved Down Again with Wiz. That was a cute little bop. Um, in Summer 2020, I also love how she expanded that too. Um, okay. So, Try to Smoke is my song, and she could have kept that. That that remix with Chris Brown and Snoop, absolutely not. 
Okay, so again, I am not, I'm not, I'm not an audio professional. I don't know anything about mixing, mastering, song, studio, none of that stuff. But I will say I do know what I heard, and I did not think it sounded good at all. First of all, I, let me say this. I am a Chris Brown fan. I love me some Chris, but he did not sound good in that trying to smoke remix. Absolutely not. First of all, I felt like, I felt like they recorded in two different studios, which is typical, like, like, okay, for instance, for the Savage remix, I think her and Meg and Beyonce recorded in two different studios, but you couldn't tell. I feel like for this studio, like, it was very obvious that, for this studio, excuse me, for this song, it was very obvious that they recorded in two different studios. I I didn't like that. I, don't, I Like I said, I don't know if that's mixing and mastering to make it sound cohesive, but it, it wasn't, I didn't like it. And then I just felt like Chris Brown just did not sound good. I don't, I don't know. I didn't like it. And then after I was already over Chris, then Snoop popped on. I was over it. <laughs> I was over it. Like, yep, y'all could have kept this. I, I didn't I didn't care for that at all. Um, and along with the BS remix, I also love Kalani. That is my girl. But her killed it, and I think we should just kept it at that. Like, her, leave it at the her. Yeah, yeah y'all could have kept that. If anything, I just would have rather her just create a whole new song with Kalani. Just not, not, not the BS remix. So... It, it's those are a no for me. BS and and trying to smoke those were a no for me. Speaking of Chris Brown, honey, he dropped his new video for Go Crazy with Young Thugger Thugger. I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. It was a cute little vibe. I thought he looked really good. His hair was really cute. He looked real good. Um, and I thought the video was cute. Chris Brown does always does that little funky stuff with like the animations and the cartoon kind of thing. I thought that was real cute. So okay, Chris, come on out. I'm like, can I get an invite to the party? I just want to go to the party. That's it. I'll get a COVID test, whatever you need me to do. I just want to go to the party. Um, Drake and DJ Khaled also dropped Pop Star last Friday. I can't. I think it was another song they dropped, too. I can't remember, but I'm not going to speak on it. I'm going to say they dropped Pop Star. I thought it was cute. It sounded like, you know, a Drake and DJ Khaled song. No huge review. Um, Miss Brandy announced her album, B7, that's dropping July 31st. I'm excited about that. I feel like we haven't heard from Brandy in a while. Um, and a lot of folks have been giving us real good music for uh, COVID, for this quarantine. So um, I'm excited about that. And this has nothing to do with music, but kind of, but not indirectly. Nicki Minaj, finally, girl, we knew. We already knew. But she announced that she was pregnant on IG with the maternity shoot. Uh, and the caption, Preggers. She also wrote another caption, Love, marriage, baby carriage, overflowing with excitement and gratitude. Thank you all for the well wishes. So let me tell you, I'm going to be real honest. I love me some Nicky Nick, but I thought that maternity shoot was a hot mess. I thought it was a hot mess. <laughs> like, it didn't do anything for me. I, the, the wig, the, it was a lot. I, di I didn't like it at all. And I mean, that's Nicky, I guess, you know, extra and all the extra, you know, whatever. I guess that's Nicky for you. I didn't like it. There was one picture I did like did like did like uh it was called like the virgin mary like she captioned and put like the virgin mary i did like that it gave me real beyonce vibes so maybe that's what, why i liked it because you know i like b so but other than that congratulations nikki nick girl we knew you was pregnant from that video i knew it all along y'all go back and listen to that uh episode i can't remember what it was but i definitely said she was pregnant um so yeah so she finally came out and revealed that so shout out to nikki congratulations to her and mr petty that is so funny. I would love to have a last name like Petty, Maja Petty. I know, girl. I know I'm Petty. Between Petty and Fine, you know, uh, Alex and Cassie Fine, I'll take one of them, Maja Fine. I know, or Maja Petty. I know that too. Either one works for me. Anyway, so new movies. I know I've seen a lot of talk on all the social media about this new movie with uh, Omar Epps and Nia Long and Stephen Bishop, Fatal Affair. I know, I know. If I could sum up how I felt, felt about this movie, I would sum it up in this tweet that I saw. It said, <laughs> it said, I've seen this movie a thousand times and I ain't even seen this movie. That's literally how I felt about the movie. Yeah, it, you know, I, I'm not going to say it was awful. I, I'm not going to say it was terrible. I'm going to say we, we knew, we knew what, what, we knew what to expect from that. I'll say that. Like, I think that was expected. Um. Moving on. So, y'all remember when I asked y'all about my um, Black Girl Magic section? So, I still need a name, but my mama gave me a suggestion. So, shout out to my mama. Mama, I love you. She gave me Black Girl Shine. What y'all think about that? I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay, but it's called, she, she said Black Girl Shine. So, we're going we gonna to try it out today. So, for the Black Girl Shine segment, honey, we got a nice little list. I love, oh, I just love it. I just love it. I just love it. Let's get into it. Honey, Miss Tyra Banks. Dancing with the Stars announced that Tyra Banks will be the new host, and get this, and, honey, I love that and, honey, because that means something is coming, will be the new host and executive producer. 
which makes her the show's first solo host. Mina, she the first black woman solo host. Oh, she tweeted and said, I am excited about hosting and executive producing. Okay, Tyra. Next, Miss Viola Davis. Viola Davis graced the cover of Vanity Fair. And for the first time in the magazine's history, the cover was shot by a black photographer. Yes, loving all the first. Bring in our creatives because it is our time to shine. See how I put that in there? Time to shine with Black Girl Shine. Um, Michelle Obama, hey girl, hey. She announced that she is launching the Michelle Obama podcast on Spotify on July 29th. She said, it's been a tough year and I hope this podcast can help us explore what we're going through and spark new conversations with our loved ones. She said in a social media video post. She also said, I can't wait for you all to listen. I'm like, come on, Michelle Obama to the, um, to the podcast space. And y'all know my entire voting campaign has been just about, you know, increasing the representation of black women, not just in the media space, but in the podcast space, honey. And the podcast space is booming right now. The market is booming and Michelle Obama is setting up shop. So it feels good to say that I also have a podcast and Michelle Obama has graced the podcast stage. Okay. Get at me. Okay. You can't tell me nothing. Uh, Black Girls Rock. This is exciting. Um, Black Girls Rock founder Beverly Bond uh, launched Black Girls Lead Online, which is a virtual conference for over a thousand emergent young women leaders and creative. Michelle Obama, Senator Kamala Harris, Missy Elliott, MC Light, Tatiana Ali, and a whole bunch more are set to participate in this conference. Um, And the conference is supposed to take place July 31st through August 1st. And last but not least, Mr. Yara Shahidi. She's so cute. I just, I love her. Um, she's right up there with uh, Chloe and Holly for me. I just, I just love it. She just signed a deal with ABC Studios to launch her production company called Seventh Son, Seventh Son, and get this, with her mom and business partner, Carrie Shahidi. Now, if that ain't black girl magic, that ain't black girl shine, I don't know what is. Yara and her mom, Carrie, will be developing scripted and unscripted projects through their newly formed production company. Yara said in an IG post, the vision is set. Yes, honey, that's a match moment. The vision is set because God will make room for you. But anyway, she said, the vision is set. The slate is built. Grateful to my ABC family and excited to join the television landscape to collaborate and push forward the stories of many intersections. Y'all playing, I might use uh, the vision is set for a magic moment. I like that a lot. Yeah, so shout out to all the black women who are shining, 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 shining. Yeah, all of this winning, literally all of this winning. Okay, yeah, so excited for all this black girl magic. But I'm out, y'all. That's it. That's y'all's dose of magic for today. Make sure you vote. Leave me a rating. Leave me a, leave me a review. And I will catch you on the next episode. Honey, I got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? It's Maja, but you know, Maj for short. (laughs) Ask Maj.